Hello and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom of five, a licensed counselor, and I am so passionate about seeing women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is, we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will walk with you and lead you to an experience of God's healing that will renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop on real quick and make sure to remind you of the virtual Catholic conference that is going on this weekend, completely free, amazing speakers for the men's and women's conference. You do not want to miss it. I am one of the speakers for the women's conference, but there are really famous, amazing people that are going to be on Sister Bethany Madonna, Father Mike Schmitz, Jeff Cavins. I mean, for both the conferences, it's going to be absolutely incredible. So please be sure to check it out. You do not want to miss it www.virtualcatholicconference.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I am so happy to be here today with my friend, Maria Spears. We are going to be talking with you guys about really living an integrated life and giving you some practical tools to help you on your journey, your journey of holiness, which is really a journey of healing, of wholeness, and of just becoming truly more integrated in every area of our lives. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Maria because she is amazing. Guys, this girl is, is uh, wow, just spend time, spending time with her is healing in and of itself. But just a little about her and her some of her expertise and background. Maria is a self-worth strategist, an integrated mindset coach. She uh, has a background in health and fitness, nutrition, and she's also an incredible singer. She has a band. She's part of a band called His Own, a beautiful music and women's ministry. So you guys can find her on Instagram, all those uh, social media places, and we can give you some of that information in the show notes. But really today you are in for a treat as we talk to you guys about, about just the fullness of life God has for you. So Maria, thank you so much for being here. Karen, thank you so much for letting me and inviting me to get to share today. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. So Maria, um, tell us a little bit about about yourself, about the call that God has placed on your life and you know what you have going on right now and what you want to share today. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to again say thank you for what you're doing with this. I think what you are doing with this podcast is just so powerful and so needed in this day and age. It just, so thank you for your yes. It's such an inspiration. I think whenever any of us pursue something that we feel like is a God-given call, that takes a big act of courage because <laughs> the evil one tries to get in there and tells us we're not enough and we can't do it or all those lies. And so I really appreciate your yes. But I, um, so backdrop for me, yeah, I, you know, have been involved in health and wellness for most of my life, as well as music. And I remember probably almost, gosh, about 20 years ago, um, when I first started learning about theology of the body, I was working, I actually went to Franciscan University of Steubenville. And I remember I was working in the field house as a trainer. And this girl came in, she said, okay, all I want to do is become a wife and a mom. 
So I need you to tell me why I actually need to like work out or eat healthy or any of that kind of stuff. I remember internally wanting to face palm (laughs) and thinking, oh my goodness, how have we done such a poor job of educating here? We're a Catholic university. You know, we are a Catholic Christian university. How are we failing our people so drastically and, and not letting them recognize that we live, we love, we serve out of our bodies. We fulfill our mission and our vocation out of them. And we are greatly reducing that. So that has been something that has just been, I've been very passionate about, about, you know, this message that we are a whole person. And if we are only focusing on the spiritual side, you're going to come up lacking and you're going to get stuck. But if you're only focusing on the physical side, same thing, you're also, you know, you're going to get stuck. Fast forward, I, um, I've been in music forever as well. And about five years ago, helped start a band and women's ministry called His Own. And the goal was to help encourage, inspire, and remind women to become the women God's calling them to be. And, you know, we talk about the feminine genius. We talk about just diving into um, just awakening our hearts and souls for Jesus Christ. And uh, in that process, it's, it's, it also really started to show up more and more how much that wholeness integration of the whole person is lacking, particularly in the Christian world, you know, and I see that very, very prevalent in the Catholic world, Um, you know, and so that has been something I remember, again, over the years praying, Lord, how do you want me to, I know this is a message you want out there, but I don't, it almost seems so big, where do I start? So last year, I ended up getting introduced to something called the Women's School, um, as well as Metanoia Catholic, and through those which they're just phenomenal programs um, of, to become a software strategist, to help people grow as a whole person and to really, you know, you're, you're focusing on, on all the different arenas of the human person. So you're looking at, you know, health, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, you're looking at your environment, you're looking at your friendships, your family, uh, just so many, your contribution, you know, so many different aspects of life. And so it's been neat going into 2020 because now, uh, last year I felt like I, the Lord really showed me the vehicle. And now I'm just able to bring this in a much fuller way as I work with clients, both one-on-one coaching, and then also in group settings, speaking events, etc. Wow. That's awesome. I just love this. And I think it's so huge that we just talk about the temptation we can have to just focus on one area, like when we're trying to lead a full and whole life, that there is a sense, you see it today in our world, you know, the temptation really is very much on, I would say, this physical spirit, like physical health, a lot of times, like, how do I get skinny? How do I lose weight? What's the latest diet trend? And then sometimes I think people will see that maybe from a uh, from the Christian side and say, well, that's bad. Those people are obsessed with, um, the body. And, and so I'm going to turn away from that. And I'm, I'm going to focus on the spirit and I'm going to focus on my spirituality and I'm going to shun any of those 
programs and whatever. And, you know, and just all these different, and then sometimes, you know, there's the, you know, the psychological, emotional well-being, and we can put that into another little box. And, and like you're saying, these different boxes and how through that conversation, for example, you just kind of became aware. I think the Holy Spirit sort of enlightened you to be like, okay, this is something we need to talk about because we need to take care of the whole person. And it is, it is so important and it's so huge. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, like, as far as that and really helping people like you say, it can feel really overwhelming. I totally relate to that. Like that's a lot of what's made me kind of freeze <laughs> with with moving forward and some things God's placed in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where to begin? There's just so many. But it's it's with little steps, little things that we we just little goals we make. And so I just would love to hear what you've found has been the most helpful in your own life as you're working with clients who are really trying to live an integrated life. Yeah. I think one of the first things, honestly, is starting with our, our minds because the battlefield really and truly is up there. If we, it's been really interesting because I'm reading right now, um, I've been reading, just really pouring into the book of Proverbs. And in addition, I've been also reading a lot of, I'm a little bit of a, a nerd when it comes to just the body and the brain and all things, <laughs> all things that, because I, you know, I look at the body and I'm, and I'm in awe at God's glory and beauty that is shown through the human body and, and all of that. And so as I'm diving deeper, both into neuroscience and learning more about that, and there's actually a really great gal, her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. And one of my favorites over the years, she, I love it because she's, you know, she's a neuroscientist and has all this and a lot of other things backdrops to her, <laughs> but she also is a very strong Christian. And so she ties in so much of both the science of the brain, but Hey guys, this is also why it makes sense from a scriptural perspective. And I think that's so important because typically we have tried to separate those things and say, again, you know, this, your spiritual is over here, but we can't get too involved in the body. We know that there is a resurrection of the body. <laughs> so that is so important. And, uh, from a super practical standpoint, something that that I tell people first is we have got to learn to manage our mind. We have got to take our thoughts captive to recognize, first of all, what are the thoughts? You know, if we go into to life saying, okay, I want to be more balanced, but oh my gosh, it's overwhelming, overwhelming. If we start to focus on, oh, this is overwhelming, that will register in our brain and that literally becomes all we can focus on. We have something in our brains called reticular activator, which is a filtering system, essentially. And, you know, it's, it's the reason why if we buy a red car, suddenly we see all these other red cars, right? If we didn't have that, our brains would explode from the intake of information. And so if we're focusing on, oh my goodness, I know I need to get healthy, but I'm so overwhelmed. Your brain's going to register that. That will show up in your body. It will up your cortisol levels. It will, you know, your, your immune response. It just, it impacts all of those things um, in a negative way. But if we say, okay, we start to take those thoughts, start to think about what am I thinking about? You know, when was the last time that we did that? A lot of times we go through our day and we don't even think, what is, what is the story we're telling ourselves? Oh, I'm, you know, fat. I'm um, not, you know, so I'm not skinny enough. I'm not holy enough. I don't pray enough. I mean, a lot of times we're looking at all of our lacking places. And if we focus on that and we talk about it and we say that to ourselves, that literally 
that from our brain that transfers into our bodies, into our very cells, our DNA, and our body will literally look for that. So we will hold on to weight that we don't want to, you know, because that's what we're, we're so focused on this. And so, um, so from a, from a very practical standpoint, you know, I start with my clients saying, Hey, let's start to look at what are we thinking about during our day? You know, one of the things I had, uh, one of my girls, work on was she all, all throughout the day, she had her little notebook with her and she had to write down, you know, every time she started to kind of feel icky about a situation or feel bad about herself or whatever it was, um, she had to write down what, like, stop, write down what is the emotion I'm feeling. Okay. And then what is the thought that I'm thinking right now? Because our, our feelings and our emotions stem from our thoughts. It's not the other way around. You know, circumstance happens. We have a thought about it. That thought triggers, has a chemical physiological um, response in our bodies and an emotion stem from that. And then our actions stem from there. So first of all, paying attention in mentally, where, where are we going with that? And, and then we dove into that together. And it's just been a very things of paying attention, whatever our thoughts, you know, when we start to feel bad about ourselves or a situation, what is the, what's the emotion? What is the thought behind that? And then really inviting the Holy Spirit into that space. Wait a second. What does he say about that situation? You know, we may say it's this and this and this, but the reality is the evil one's going to try to get into our thoughts because he wants us trapped. He wants us to not be healthy, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And so that's the first thing is, is the mindset. The second thing is if we are not taking care of our physical bodies, if we are not getting some movement every day and it doesn't have to be, you know, I think a lot of these people think, Oh my gosh, I've got to work out for an hour, but I have children and what do I do with them? Or I take them to the, to the childcare there. And you know, by the time it's done, it's a two hour ordeal. It doesn't have to be that, you know, when I say, Hey, let's get some movement in that can literally be a 20 minute walk with your child in the stroller. <laughs> you know, it can be, you are in the kitchen and you are making dinner and you're holding your baby and you're doing 10 spots and let's stir the chili. <laughs> you know, you, you can get very, very, um, like very practical about it. And it doesn't have to be crazy, but we're, it's intentional about living our lives. It's being intentional because so often we are not intentional about the gift that God has given us through our bodies. So, you know, the movement is huge. Are we drinking water? You know, uh, start paying attention, get a water bottle and, you know, have a little counter on your phone if you want, or, you know, in the bathroom, whatever, where every time you drink one of those water bottles, okay, check. Um, typically we tell people, because people are always like, how much water? Typically you're going to take your body weight, divide it in half. And that's about how many ounces give or take, um, with, uh, so that's, you know, another bit of movement, the, what you're putting in your body, starting to look at food too often. We look at food, good, bad. And, and I, I don't like those terms and like, this is good food, this is bad food. There's some things that we call food that are actually not food. <laughs> you know, it's so processed down. It's like, um, that's actually not really food. You know, food is things that have, have grown, right? And you can put them together in something. But foods are, we're alive, you know, from plants and fruits and nuts and seeds and, you know, animals. And, and so, um, so, so. I would always tell my clients, hey, are you looking at, is it, is it fuel 
So is it, is it helping your body to live well, to have energy, to, um, to be healthy, or is it poison? And it doesn't mean that you can never have that bowl of ice cream. It doesn't mean that you can never have, you know, those, those little treats, but the, you know, 80, 20, 80% of the time fuel your body, because if you're doing that, then the other 20% of the time you can do the other. So those, you know, those are a couple things. Again, I think too often we try to do, okay, I'm completely cutting out this. I'm never eating that. I'm going to work out this, you know, an hour every day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that feels overwhelming to me suddenly when you put all that like that. <laughs> so just starting to do bite-sized pieces. Yeah. No, I think it's so big to be able to say that, you know, the mindset and the, and the physical health, they actually, they go together, they feed each other. Cause I do find that, you know, if somebody is like, cause I work with a lot of people who let's say are working on becoming, you know, healing in their, in their parenting, for example, like, like moms who are struggling with anger and different things like that. And, um, what really is going on a lot of the times, like, you know, they're looking for, let's say tips on how, how do I stop being angry? How do I stop? How do I have more patience? And really what, what we find so often is that it's really that, that um, gentleness towards the self and the self-care that's at the root of being able to extend gentleness to others. And so a lot of that times when we're, when women are struggling, let's say with whatever the, the manifestation is in their emotions or whatever, it's really has a lot to do with how they're treating themselves. And that extends to what they're thinking about themselves. So many women are struggling with their body image, with how they feel, and then like feel guilty for caring. That's what I hear a lot too. Like, oh, I'm being shallow because I, I shouldn't care about what I look like. I shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. And, and just like kind of shaming themselves on one hand for, for, for being what they don't, for not liking how they look and what, how they look. But then, then again, then shaming themselves for caring when they tried to do something about it. And, and this yeah. cycle that just dealing with the whole person and being able to say they go together and it doesn't have to be like you say, okay, I'm going to suddenly go to the gym for an hour every day. And I'm going to do all this stuff every day for my body. And then I'm going to do all this other stuff. It's just like beginning. I think the first step, like you said, is, was awareness. It's so funny as you were talking, I'm like writing down words and then like five seconds, you say the word like aware, awareness and intentionality are like so huge. And as you're looking at whatever, I mean, whatever the, the stuff that's coming to the surface. And I feel like right now we're in a time, you know, we're talking before the episode started where a lot of stuff is coming out <laughs> because we're under pressure. And when, when there's just you know, kind of the pressures of, of fear and all this stuff kind of coming on, we lose a bit of our, uh, you know, ability to control. And so all this stuff starts coming out and I've just, you know, we start to say, okay, what isn't working? Like what isn't going well? And sometimes the temptation is to say, I don't want to think about it. Right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have another <laughs> bowl of ice cream or I'm going to have another glass of wine, or I'm going to watch another show. I'm going to scroll like distraction, 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 yeah. but God is calling us to this first step that you mentioned, which is awareness and awareness of what we're thinking even. Like in that moment when you're being, let's say, led to that glass of wine or the shopping on your phone or whatever it might be. I'm like, you're hearing all the stuff I do now, by the way. Um, Like it's like, okay, no, like before I do that, because it's okay if you need to do that. But what before before I shove this under the surface again, what is this? Like what is coming up here? Like, what is this thing? Is it like, am I constantly being bombarded with like 
like hating my body. Like I hear that, like a lot of, a lot of women, like we're like, I hate my body, but I feel bad that I care. And so I don't know what to do. And so I'm just going to do nothing. Or I'm being bombarded with, I'm the worst mom. I'm the worst, um, like wife or whatever. And I don't know what to do about it. And so I'm going to distract and like, okay, don't just distract, but just become aware and begin to say like, get out your journal, start to write down what is coming to the surface because like Maria is saying here, the first step is awareness and then mindset. It really does flow. Everything flows from how we think. And I mean, this is where we image God, right? Like in such a powerful way, we, we, we think we can create, we see and visualize and have this depth to us that is so powerful and we underestimate it. So yeah, I mean, there's so much we can go on here, but like just the mindset affecting the body and that we need to look at both of these things is just, it's just so huge and so important. And one thing from the, you know, something you said there was, there is sometimes that um, response from, especially in the Catholic world, I think from women feeling like, oh, but I shouldn't care how I look. Mm -hmm. Actually, we should. And here's why. Beauty points to God. You know, goodness, truth, and beauty are the things that point to our creator. Look at why is it in nature, it's those beautiful, you know, that waterfall or those mountains or something. And that majesticness, it lifts our hearts to Jesus Christ, to God, our father, right? To the Trinity. Our bodies, our, our beauty, particularly as women, are meant to reflect that, you know? So it makes sense that we should care because, again, we are gift. And as gift... If we're not taking care of that gift, you know, first for God, but also for those around us too, you know, for our husbands, for our, you know, children to see this example, not an obsession, but a taking care of the gift that God gave us and remembering that beauty points back to Christ, you know, unless, yes, we can absolutely turn it inward, like we can do with anything, mm -hmm. you know, but that's again, why that awareness and intentionality is so important because our beauty can literally be an aqueduct in bringing people to Christ. Yes. And I think sometimes we just don't think of that. Yep. Absolutely. It's so, it's so, so big, so important. And I, and one thing I really loved is that I think we, you said before about your, your client and having that journal and that notebook, like yeah. these little things, if, and if nothing else, I would love for everyone who listens to this to get a journal by, I mean, maybe you're not going to order one online, <laughs> you know, go get a, go get a journal, like go get something to, to write this down or just staple together some pieces of paper. You know, I'm not sure how quarantined everyone's being right now, but just beginning to like the, as far as, you know, you mentioned with the brain, like disrupting this natural flow of just like autopilot. That's like, I just, cause we feel like I just feel this way. This is just how I feel. And we just keep feeling and, and feel hopeless and powerless. But as we stop and notice the feeling, become aware of it, begin to say, what is, what is the thought that's feeling this? What just happened? Like, what was the trigger to this response? What am I focused on? And begin to just become aware of it and, and pause the, the, just the, the snowball of, of just gr growing negative emotions that in itself had that habit. And maybe the, at first the habit's going to be actually stopping and writing in a journal and you feel like, Oh, that's like annoying. I don't want to carry this around. Or, you know, I do this in my phone on the notes in my phone. Like when something's coming up, I'm like, okay, this is what I need to pray about later. I need to look at this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that habit. It's like a habit disruptor. I think they call it sometimes like, it's just, you want to break the bad habit by introducing a new habit. And so much is just awareness. And these are just like practical tools, ladies, that really, 
if you just to, to begin to engage the truth, because I think so often there's hopelessness around these situations. Like I've been like this my whole life. I maybe you've gone to counseling, you're on medication, or you have been trying in your own way to like heal and you feel are feeling hopeless. That I think a lot of times we don't really believe that our brains that that we can change. And that's a huge thing to pray against too, just in general. Like this hopelessness that says, This is just how God made me that lie that this is just how I am. I just have to accept how I am. And there's, there's an acceptance. I feel in in the interim of healing, like this is a process. This is a journey. This is where I, I, I'm not where I want to be yet, but there's a big difference between I'm not where I want to be yet. And this is just where I am. Yes. Indefinitely. And I think that I love what you said about hope because, you know, that is, that is a theological virtue. But I, I was really praying on this recently. We can't have hope if we are not taking our thoughts captive. And if we are not letting being transformed by the renewal of our minds, we really can't because otherwise we're always looking back at a past story can, to confirm the future, right? We're always like, well, you know what? This hasn't worked for me in the past. This is just the way I've been. This is the way I am. And if there's one thing I would love your listeners to come away from is you are not stuck. You, you know, even if you've been here your whole life, there are tools, particularly with this mindset work that will literally rock your world where you will get, you know, um, someone that I've been working with, it's, it's been amazing to see she had, um, came from a very rough backdrop and, her massive recovery through this process of, of taking her thoughts captive and this renewing her mind, um, it is literally changing even a disability for her. <laughs> you know, it is, it, it's a, giving her this freedom to live and to walk and to, um, to claim truth for her life that not in a million years she thought she would be able to have. You know, she's telling everybody, like, <laughs> like you, you know, th- where she used to think that she was, you know, I'm always just going to be, um, you know, I'm always going to be very poor. I'm always going to be overweight, always going to be all these different lies. And suddenly there's this awareness of, wait a second. No, God has more for me, but I have to work on right here. I have to work on it in my mind. Yeah. And I think, I think we, we don't want to also underestimate the the, the wounds that are often at the root of these yeah. really difficult mindsets that we're in. Like, that, you know, we don't want to underestimate that there can be like, I mean, you mentioned this client in particular, like mm-hmm. she, she was aware and you were united with her in the awareness of like, there's some rough stuff, some painful things that have happened that have led you to this place. And I think that's one of the big things I work with my clients on to just begin to be aware of their story and how they can, you know, rewrite that story with the Lord. But part of that rewriting process is allowing yourself to heal and to reprocess, like, re, like, cause what we get stuck in that. And, you know, one of my kind of favorite sayings is we kind of conceptualize this whole idea of how memories impact us. Like our memories mm-hmm. are a record of our past that become mm-hmm. our anticipated future. If we yeah. don't intervene, like that's just on yeah. autopilot, our, our memories mm-hmm. become like form our anticipated future. Cause we're trying to protect ourselves from pain. So, you know, that classic thing, if, if I just don't hope for much, then I won't be disappointed. And if someone's having that issue, they have the reality of, of having been disappointed a lot. 
And to be able to say that and, and likely disappointed a lot without anyone entering with them into like a place of compassion to acknowledge that. And so without that acknowledgement, there's shame, there's something wrong with me. I did something as opposed to I've been hurt like I was wounded this isn't just like who I am but this is what happens because of I mean at the very root it's because of sin and brokenness in the world you know and so there's just this this message of hope we want to speak to you that whatever you've been through the cool amazing thing that we know now not just through scripture that told us first like be transformed by the renewing of your mind but actually by neuroscience now, because God's merciful. And he knows that we don't tend to believe him until science tells us it's true, that it's true. Like you really can be transformed from like in, in the renewing of your mind, it takes Mm -hmm. discipline. It takes, it takes work. It takes the power of the Holy spirit. This, I mean, a whole other podcast we can do on the importance of Mm -hmm. forgiveness and um, just like the spiritual warfare that goes on here and renouncing lies and all that. And that's why this is an integrated approach we're talking about. And we're only doing one episode here, but stay tuned. Um, but that just to begin to attack that lie that there's nothing you can do, that you're powerless over this, um, that, you know, you, you, you're, you, you can't overcome. And that really the first step is becoming aware of what you're thinking and recognizing that thought, even though, you know, you probably hear too Maria, like, it's just, it's true. Like, it's not a lie. Like, this is just true about me. I am blah, blah, blah. It's like, but no, but do you want, because you can change that. Like you can rewrite that, you know? I mean, now granted, there are some physical things you can't rewrite, but this part has, as far as the mental things that are holding us back, especially when it comes to our emotions and what we believe about ourselves, we absolutely can change that and to recognize that really it is in what you choose to focus on, what you choose to listen to, what you choose to believe that, that there's power in choosing something different and that that makes a difference over time. Like it's not a one week of paying attention and suddenly you should or even, you know, a day or two. Oh, I should feel better. It's not working. No, it's like, no, it's a habit over time. Just like, I mean, I think the physical, we understand this and we're more receptive to this in the physical realm. I feel like we're like, well, you know, I know that I'm not going to lose 50 pounds in a week. And so we recognize, or I know I'm not going to train for a marathon in like two runs that I go out there. So we know there's time and commitment that's involved. Mm -hmm. And we kind of can measure it more in the physical, I feel. But the same is true in in the, the spiritual and emotional realm that, that we, this, these little, these little goals, these, but we have to believe it. And I think that's one thing, like you have to choose to believe that yes. this is going to make a difference. Mm. I love, yeah. Everything you said is, is so true that that belief is, is massive. And, and, you know, a verse I've really been praying on also from second Timothy is, you know, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power love and it's interesting some of the translations say self-discipline but a lot of them say a sound mind mm-hmm. which I found that to be really interesting because again and I think that power lies and we have power through the Holy Spirit to take our thoughts captive which will massively impact every single other area of our lives so that we're not a victim you know and and believing truly and sometimes it takes a little bit to get to that belief that oh I can get out of this yeah you know um, I love that actually. I know because I have heard the different translations before, like a sound, a sound mind or self-discipline or self-control, but it's interesting. They inform each other, right? Cause the sound mind is possible as you recognize, like I, there's a self-control and a self-discipline in achieving that, 
that sound mind. That's the reality of, of what's, what's ours that we, we actually do get to choose that, you know? Yeah. And even, I, even, even the, um, the order that is put in, I was thinking, okay, you take in that power back that you were given at birth, right? That, that, that God has given us, you know, the, the power of our faculties. And as we grow into that, you know, to be able to choose our thoughts. So power, power to choose our thoughts. Well, as we choose our thoughts, that enables us to love ourselves, to love others. And, and obviously most importantly to love God, but if we're not loving ourselves, it's very hard to love those around as well. <laughs> Typically we treat others, you know, sometimes a little bit better than we treat ourselves, but there's some aspect that those tie in for sure. And, and then, you know, self-discipline because we, it's very hard to be disciplined if we are not having, um, being fueled by taking, you know, choosing those thoughts, loving God, ourselves, neighbor, you know, and, um, and, and just living out of that space, you know, makes it, because then we can have that discipline in those different areas of our lives. No, absolutely. It's so, so good. And it's so good to even to, you know, I'm a big proponent of, of meditation of just quieting our minds and really turning these things over in the scripture, like meditating on scripture. Imagine that, you know, and it's one of those things we've sort of mystified is like just this, well, I don't know how to do that. That sounds weird. Like, or not weird, but intimidating. I think the word meditation is intimidating for some people. And I, 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 the last episode I said this, but I think it's so true. If you, if you can worry, if you're a worrier, you're, you're really good at meditation because you're just meditating on what you're afraid of. So if you can choose to kind of take that same concept of like how you sit there and just think about all the things connected to your fear, you can, it, it's a little harder because this pathway of meditating on positive is, is not as strong, but it's the same concept. Like you take this scripture, like, okay, what about its power, power, love, self-control, and you just turn this over in your mind and you, and you're focusing your attention on truth. And this is where we know what we focus on grows and we have to be intentional because if we're normally focusing on the negative, it's going to be harder to focus on. It's not going to just come naturally, but just that those practices taking 15 minutes a day to pick maybe a part, maybe you go through the readings of the day and you pick a scripture that sticks out to you, or maybe just something that we talk about today. You, you just decide, okay, I'm going to take some time to really focus my mind on this and invite the Holy Spirit into this process. Cause what, I mean, I, I say, we say, I think we pretty much say every episode on here is what you focus on grows. So this, this focusing on the love of God, focusing on the truth, focusing on, on who he says you are on the truths of scripture changes your brain. It's not just good for you spiritually, but the spiritual, I mean, they're connected. If it's good for the brain, it's good for the spirit. So it's, it's both. Um, and, and these are these little things that sometimes we're like, is that really going to make a difference? But it's all those, those little, those little habits, those little choices that, um, really just bring about the transformation that we are really wanting. So, yeah, they do. That's awesome. You know, Maria, I feel like we could probably talk here for hours, but I'm trying to keep my, <laughs> I, ideally my podcast down to a little bit shorter, but I would love, I'd love to continue our conversation for sure on another episode. But um, I just wanted to, you know, give you an opportunity just to, you know, maybe offer the listeners, you know, just what you feel like are maybe your top, top suggestions as far as how to really enter into this journey of renewal of the mind, enter into this journey of, of integration, you know, how, how, I mean, what are some things just off the top of your head that you would say, if you could pick 
two goals, let's say for our, for our listeners over the next week or whatever that they could do, what would, what would you say to help them in this journey of integration? Yeah. I think one of them would be take a little bit of time to sit with the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit into your, into all aspects of your life and say, Holy Spirit, you know, what are the two things that I, I need to focus on right now? Do you know what I mean? So, so for some people, maybe it is recognizing, wow, my thoughts about my body are like all I think about and it's all negative. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's okay. My, um, the way that I'm handling stuff with my children or the way that I'm interacting with my spouse, whatever, you know, so maybe fine. Or maybe my house is not, you know, I'm not doing it. I need to work on just being more organized in my home or clean or whatever. So maybe pick two things that you recognize um, and invite the Holy Spirit into, you know, so that you, you're working again with, with physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Okay. And then get your little journal or a piece of paper, whatever, you, you know, whatever you run the house. And um, during your day, Start to pay attention what your thoughts are about those two things throughout your day. When you're feeling a certain emotion, whether it is anger, frustration, um, shame, you know, whatever, whatever those things are, write those down, write down with just the one word, whatever that emotion is. And then the thought that you're thinking actually at that moment. Okay. And then later on that night, sit with the Lord and invite the Holy Spirit again into that space. And, and take what, just one of those. Okay, so maybe you recognize that you were really um, critical of your, of your body and, and the feeling was shame, okay? Then go and sit with that and, and, and invite the Holy Spirit into it and say, Holy Spirit, so this was, this was the emotion. You know, this is what is coming from shame. But if I backtrack, it's, there's a thought behind it. What do you have to say about this actual situation? You know, I think, you know, I'm saying it's my body that maybe there's something deeper, right? Maybe why is that a shame space for me? What, what is the belief I've had or what it was, what does maybe someone say when I was five years old, you know, that has just stood in there. Cause if you think about it, even in regards to our bodies, little kids walk around, they've got these little bellies and their little, you know, their rolls and, and stuff sticking out and hanging out and they don't care. Right. So what at some point was said or what thought was believed and and just invite the Holy spirit into that space and see what he, he actually has to say about that and ask him, what is the new belief that he wants to put the new thought and then write down a new thought, you know, thank you, Jesus. I am so happy and grateful now that I I feel so good about the way that my body looks, you know, or um, I feel, thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy and grateful now that my body is healthy. I'm at a healthy weight, you know, one, 60 or, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is, but start to claim that in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, we pray, pray in anticipation of, of that thing as though it already happened. And, and that expresses a deep faith in, in, in God and there's no time in him. So, um, so again, so taking that thought, inviting the Holy Spirit into it, see what new thought he wants to give and then sit with that thought for a minute and see See, um, see the, the emotion that comes from that. Does it bring joy? Does it bring peace? Does it bring a feeling of oh, like self-worth? Because if our thoughts are not life-giving in all areas of our lives, we need to stop and we need to take that thought captive and say, wait a second, is this bringing life or not? And so 
Um, so invite the Holy Spirit into their new thought, new emotion, and then start being super intentional during your day to every time that old thought comes, put that new one, replace it with that new one that the Holy Spirit gave you. Because what that does is then as you start to be intentional about that new thought, it creates new neural pathways in your brain. Because the way that we, you know, when we think a negative thought about our bodies and we keep reinforcing that, it literally grows in our brain <laughs> and it creates these deep pathways in them and neurons that fire together, wire together. And so putting, replacing that can literally start to change. It will change you. It really it changes actually the cells in your body. It changes the neurons in your brain. Uh, so that is what I would really recommend. I love that. And I will, I will write some notes on what she said for you guys too, to refer back to just some of these steps and, and tips. That's super helpful. These little in the morning, you know, in the evening, little, little pockets of your day to just, and just throughout your day, just to be aware, like be aware, practice noticing what you're thinking and then really bringing it to the Lord so that he can bring healing and transformation. Thank you so much, Maria. That was fabulous. And I'm so grateful that we got to chat today and I look forward to the next time that we get to do an episode together. Thank you so much. much. If you'd like to connect with others and chat with me about what we discuss here on the podcast, be sure to join our Heal, Equip, and Release podcast Facebook group. You can also learn more about the counseling and healing services offered by Two Hearts For Her by following us on Facebook and Instagram or checking out our website at twoheartsforher.com.